Welcome back, Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk about the natural-born killers in your fruits and vegetables, where we stand on soy, and more. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live Fit Club. Money's the motivation. Money's the conversation. You on vacation? We getting paid, so we on vacation. I did it for the I'm here with my lovely co-host. Where can they find you? Shaka Smith. You can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. I always say lovely co-host <laughs> when. But is, is there something else you prefer? Maybe like fittest co-host no, or great. strongest yeah, no. co-host? No, no, no need for gender <laughs> roles or anything here. You know, Ooh, great. That's funny. Speaking of gender roles, we have quite a few hot topics. One of them, um, talk about a secret kind of uh, signing that Trump did. Yeah. I mean, it didn't get too much attention. But yeah, um, last Thursday he signed a bill into law that prohibited states from giving federal funding uh, to any sort of family planning that also included abortion services. This was very um, kind of eye-opening that it's happening so quickly. I feel like he just got into office, yeah. and he's making all these drastic changes. Well, to his credit, he's doing what he said he would do, you know, or at least trying to for the most part. Um, so yeah, they're, they've been going full steam ahead on so many different initiatives, and this one really affects women's health care. Yeah, and especially for Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be honest, even when I first moved here, you know, I couldn't afford health insurance, so I would run to Planned Parenthood for my pap smears, for, you know, uh, different medicines, because I couldn't afford to go to the doctor, so what scares me especially about this is that... You know, Planned Parenthood is not just for abortions. It's for many other things yeah. and preventative things. And for families, you know, they do mammograms there. They do child care there. Yeah. So I'm scared that, you know, pulling these funds is going to overall, you know, hurt um, not just, you know, women from, from having their own choice over their own body, but for many other things. Yeah. And... You know, let me know what you think of this. But what I don't understand is, you know, he gets into office and I know we just bombed another country and it might be a war. Why is it okay, you know, to kill in war, but it's not okay for a woman to have an abortion? And I also think that this is going to be very scary because before abortion... And I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm for it, but what I'm saying is I'm not against it because I feel like before the abortion law passed, and I think it was the 70s, there were so many women who were illegally doing it. Yeah. And the mortality rate and um, complications, health complications, were out of this control because they were using coat hangers. Yeah. They were using, you know, poisons. And before this was legal, um, I think it was over, I wrote it down, there was, I think, like 1.2 million illegal abortions per year. Yeah, and so and obviously the, the health complications with that actually weighs on the health industry. It doesn't, it doesn't help alleviate um, any crisis there. Um, certainly with money and funding, having to then go back and help these women and pay for those kind of health services doesn't help. But yeah, for me, 
it, it was interesting because I always thought Planned Parenthood was just abortion. I didn't really know that it, it provided so much more. And so that's what's really upsetting about this one is because it allows the states to hold withhold that federal funding from not just Planned Parenthood but any other service or mm-hmm. group that's providing abortions in addition to other family planning. And we've already seen, uh, at least I forget what state it was, at least in one other state where they did slash their budget to a lot of these family planning services that the unwanted pregnancies rose in yeah. the population it's because that they, yeah can't handle it the most because yeah. these services are for people that don't have enough money to take care of their um, take care of children if they should have them. Mm-hmm. So when you get them preventative stuff like contraceptives exactly. and IUDs, yeah. then they don't have the kids in Condoms, the first place. Yeah. Exactly. So th- that's a really unfortunate um, consequence. Of yeah, all and this. I'm really afraid that even the younger population, those who are you know in high school are just having sex, going to college, that you're going to see a lot of uh, teen pregnancies yeah. uh, on the rise because of this. Um, and of sorry, course, and, they, and they catch a lot of different, um, at those screenings, they, a lot of screenings, they catch uh, different pre-cancer. And STDs. STDs and, and things like that. So when you're not providing those services to women, I think you do women like a huge, well, disservice, the population yeah. in general, a huge disservice. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sorry, you guys, we just got really serious really <laughs> quick in the beginning of our show. But yeah, but, but, but it's healthcare. <laughs> yeah. It's it fitness, and you know, I think, and right now the law that he signed, it's not like the death knell has been wrong, yeah. you know. So it's going to be incumbent upon people to know what's happening, to lobby their congressmen, to lobby their senators, to make sure that they have funding for the family planning services that they need. Yeah, I agree. Um, you guys out there watching, we always love when you chime in, and we have a new Instagram page as well. So please yeah. go onto Instagram, Fit Club BHL, um, add us, follow us, and comment on the pictures below. Each week, we'll also have the link to the episode on YouTube. Yeah. If you only listen to the podcast. As well, make comments um, and follow us as well. Um, yeah, this is a we have some great topics on the show um, that we're going to continue with. But this one, um, as I was doing the research, this one I got fired up. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> it really it really affected me because I feel like, um, you know, I feel like we're having a lot of men in office make these decisions, and I feel like, you know, maybe I'm wrong for saying this, but I feel like if men were to carry babies and to be pregnant. I I highly doubt they would be pulling funding from well, any of that. Well, in Texas, they introduced a bill that would fine a man for masturbation because they were saying you're actually, you know, you're leading to the, the loss of potential life when you do that. And I think that that was to underscore the assault on women's rights yeah. um, in, that, in that area. Well, I uh, think that's just crazy because you can masturbate in private, but for an abortion, you can't do that in private. And if yeah. you do, you can, you can, you know, cause health effects or even die. Yeah, but but you know, when you hear that, and men know how often they, they do it, and that to be to find <laughs> to be finding men for that, it seems ridiculous, and it, it should seem yeah. just as ridiculous to them. Yeah. Go try to legislate women's rights yeah. as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, all right. Next story. Let's talk about. We have so many. Which one do oh, we yeah. want to talk the about first? Born killers, okay, that's a good vegetables. one. Yeah. yeah, really interesting. You know, I thought this was interesting because you, when you think of fruit, you think of vegetables, you think it's good for the it's, body. Yeah, no matter what. No, no matter, matter what. what. Yeah. But the study actually shows that in some cases it could be deadly. Yeah. The first one on the list was the lychee fruit. And let yeah. me tell you, I love lychees and yeah. my martinis. Yeah. So I was a little surprised to read this. Can you tell us more? Yeah, I mean... And as we, there's a lot of fruit on this list that come from different countries, mm-hmm. and fruit veggies that come from different countries. And as we get kind of more globalized, I think we're trying these different things from different areas of the world. Um, and we now know if it's not processed the right way, that and apparently in certain 
areas they know this. It's part of the culture. But us trying different foods, we don't know this. If it's not processed the right way or not um, not ripened the right way, then you can. There's poisons in the the fruit that can get into your body, and as a result, can cause uh, was it convulsions and mm-hmm. like some sickness and some nausea. Yeah, um, the first flu- uh, fruit, the lychee, um, actually is breeded in India, I believe, and it has different toxins that, combined with uh, low blood sugar or I guess somebody who's hangry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, those two things it could be deadly. And what they found is that, especially with children. Mm-hmm. Um, it really attacks their immune system, um, and it can cause, you know, rushing to the hospital um, because they're having those different symptoms. Yeah, and just and especially if you have it before bed, apparently, because your blood sugar lowers while you yeah. sleep, it lowers it even further mm-hmm. to an unhealthy level. Yeah, so it's low blood sugar, hyperglycemia. hyperglycemia. It blocks um, the body's production of sugar, which leads to encephalopathy. Encephalopathy? Encephalopathy, I believe. Encephalopathy. I think that's a swelling of the brain. Oh, okay. And, yeah, it's the change in the brain function, so it probably is the swelling of the brain. Um, And I know I didn't see on this list, we'll go through more, but I didn't see grapefruit, which was interesting because I know a lot of my diabetic patients, Mm -hmm. if they're on, um, especially if they're on diabetic medication, uh, they cannot have Grapefruit. Oh, it I think it's different because it's an interaction. Yeah, rather oh, than like on okay. its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. They, yeah these fruit on their own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can, can kill. Yeah. Uh, the second one is, did I write them all down? Aki. Um, yeah, Aki, yeah. Aki. Yeah, so my, you know, my family's Jamaican. Oh, yeah, that's so, what yeah. I was going to say. I thought of you when I read this. So, yeah, Jamaican. So it's a natural dish of Jamaica. And, um, and yeah, so if you eat an unripened Aki, it's already known that you shouldn't do that. But that's amongst Jamaicans. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a lot of friends that are... Um, international that love to go to Jamaican restaurants, Aki and Saltfish. But so if they were to try to grow this um, fruit themselves own. and then eat it unripened, they might get sick. What so, is saltfish? Um, it's just, a, I, I think it's codfish that's been salted. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I'm that's like the type saltfish. of fish it is. I yeah. love salt. Yeah, it, I love fish. It, it, I was like, it that comes in this good. bag and the fish is just like all <laughs> salted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can't have that anymore, but I'm sure we'll have to find some vegan version of it. Maybe salted jackfruit. Yeah. That would work perfectly, yes. Um, One of the scientists who was uh, coordinating this study said that the idea of all natural things are good for you is rubbish because uh, many plants were not put here for our benefit but put to protect themselves Mm. from predators. So where they grow, there's a lot of animals. So in order to protect themselves, um, they have harmful chemicals. Yeah, I mean, and there's been a lot of studies now to show that plants are pretty sophisticated and kind of have this sort of their own neural network in a way. It's crazy. Yeah, so, you know, that plant might be trying to make sure you don't eat it. Yeah. Uh, Star fruit contains toxins that... And you were talking about, I think you were telling me you love star fruit. Starfruit. No, no, no. I want to try it. It sounds cool, but I've never had starfruit. That was a big thing. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was like a like you know I grew up in Florida and just we all love starfruit. What does it taste like? Um, kind of between an orange and like maybe a pear type thing. It's kind of. I want to try. Yeah, but yeah, we used to love it. It looks like a star. So yeah, as a kid growing up, it was like this kind of cool fruit. Yeah, and this one, um, especially with people with kidney disease. Yeah. Uh, you have to be very cautious. Um, it's used as an herbal remedy um, that can help different ailments. Um, it's part of the tropics. Like you said, you're from yeah, you Florida. Know, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it has it there. Um, but, yeah, the National Kidney Foundation um, actually, you know, said that this can cause many different disorders, especially for those who have kidney disease. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. 
Was there any one fruit on here that you were very surprised? Yes, of Which course, ones? potatoes. Yeah, I, I saw had... that in there. I was like, what? And, you know, potatoes? Yeah. Let's see. What else was on here? Um, the sugar have? cane? Oh, yeah, sugar cane, yeah. I guess mm -hmm. if you get fungus on it, apparently that particular fungus is extra deadly. Um, so you want to make sure you have your sugar cane within a couple of months, if not sooner than that, mm -hmm. um, so that fungus doesn't develop. Cycad plants? Yeah, cycad plants. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I've, not that I've had them, but yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then the red kidney beans oh, also yeah. raises a flag, and that was yeah, surprising to that, me. Yeah, because only three or four raw red kidney beans can cause you to get sick very ill. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I guess you got to be careful what can you pick up. Yeah, and the thing with the potatoes, <laughs> you got to make sure that you don't, um, you know, you, it's not sprouted. Because I didn't know that if they sprout, that's when they can become poisonous. Yeah, I, I sometimes I'll even pick up, I'll see little sprouts coming yeah. out, and I'm and like, oh, I, it's yeah, fine, it I'll shave like, yeah, it, yeah, and, yeah. you know, think nothing of it. boil yeah. it, I'll be fine now, I'll think twice, twice when I go to yeah. the grocery store. I often like when I go to the grocery store, too, when I see unusual fruits that mm -hmm. I've never seen before, I try to try those things, yeah. but now I'm going to be like, okay, let me look it to up first. To make sure it's prepared in the right <laughs> way, to make sure I take it home and prepare exactly. it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this is a good one. I like this story. Let's see. What else do we have today? Well, I guess on that same note, um, it's kind of where we are with the soy debate. Yeah. yeah. And so now that we're all eating soy to these crazy amounts, mm -hmm. but it's already been eaten by two billion people for the last thousands of years. Two billion. billion not million, billion. For thousands of years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, part of the, and we'll, we'll go through the decades, but mm -hmm. part of the debate was whether or not it's because Americans are now eating it new. You know, we were introduced to it later on in life, and that might make it unhealthy as mm -hmm. opposed to people who have had it since birth, but we found that not to be true. Yeah, and I guess the problem is it's linked to stimulating growth of breast cancer cells, or it can also be a food allergen. Um, and they have this interesting study that in, where was it, Australia? There yeah. was a, a sheep feeding, and... So this was in the 40s. Yes, yeah, 1940s. So, so this, so is, this how, is a long yeah, time ago. This is how we got there. This is how it begins. Yeah. So this is when we kind of found, hey, there might be something yeah. wrong with um, taking soy. So there was a sheep feeding, and what they found was a lot of these sheep were having fertility issues and um, breeding issues, and it was correlated um, specifically with their nutrition. And what they were eating was... Was, um, uh, you know, soy or uh, different plants Plant and things that, that have, yeah. yeah, the soy um, estrogenic compounds. And so what it was is the well, isoflavones and are, I guess I'm saying that right. Um, and so that's that's what they're saying is now the sort of estrogenic compound. Yeah. But we the studies that kind of bore out. We went to the 50s and the 60s. And they found that there's two receptors. There's a bad receptor for soy, and there's a positive receptor to soy. And soy preferentially binds to the good receptor for estrogen. And so, and that actually helps lower the risk of breast cancer rather than heighten it. So it, 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 it gets confusing. Yeah, so I read the study, and now I'm still confused. Yeah, because so the, so the, the first studies were on sheep, and then the, yeah. they were on rats. And yeah. that really showed it to be estrogenic. Yeah. But the human studies never bore out. Mm -hmm. And the most recent human study, which was the most compre comprehensive, came out to show that I believe it was women over a nine-year period actually did better with soy when it came to when it came to cancer and survival rates because it was already in the system and yeah, yeah. and it was it was just the more soy they had there was a twenty-one percent less mortality mortality rate for that group. Do you eat soy? Yeah, I mean, as a vegan, it's going to be in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I believe they now recommend about twenty to twenty-five grams of soy um, every day is okay. good for you. I'm gonna have to look into it. Yeah, I mean, I I trust soy. I looked I looked at the studies and. 
kind of how we got there. Mm -hmm. We looked at the animal studies. They now use it in uh, most animal feed as well. Oh, yeah, 80% of all animal feeds have soy because it helps, especially with turkeys, the growth of the animals. Um, But it just, I don't know. I'm going to have to, you guys let me know too. Comment, let us know. Do you eat soy? But you you read the the most recent studies that were all positive. So why are you so skeptical? I just, those sheep, man. The sheep? (laughs) I'm a woman. I don't have any kids yet. I got to make sure my fertility is up there. I want to. It said it might even help with that for women. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Did we ask uh, Shamika when she was here? Dr. Shamika? Maybe that will be a question that I'll ask her. And then also, um, starting next Monday, I will be, if you guys watched uh, Dr. Shamika, she was on our show and she kind of talked about uh, one of her products, which is a cleanse and it contains all natural herbs from around the world. It's a 21 day cleanse. And I was lucky enough to get my hands on her product and I will be doing her cleanse and documenting it and talking about, um, about it on the show. And then at the end of my 21 day cleanse, we're going to invite Shamika back on the show to kind of elaborate on the different things that I went through, what experience I had. Well, hopefully you're, like, healthy and happy. Yeah, and you're not I want like some shiny <laughs> hair, glowy yeah. skin. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, hoping for <laughs> good things. But she even said it could be, <laughs> yes. it could be two different effects. You can automatically feel good or your body might be so addicted to certain foods because I also will have to go raw um what is it called? Raw, raw vegan. Yeah, raw yeah. vegan the first five days. And then from there, she's going to see what um, different foods I can start introducing in my diet or have to keep me raw the whole, to- the whole a, time. Do you have a Vitamix? I do. Oh, awesome. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you go raw, the whole thing is you can't go above 118 de- uh, degrees, degrees. But yeah. that's pretty hot. So you can make hot soups and stuff like and that. And the Vitamix, So you do yeah. it like on two minutes in the Vitamix and you're going to have your good soups and different you know, raw food. Yeah, so I'm very, go. very excited because I feel like maybe this will be the kickstart into trying to become vegan yeah, I t- and doing my bikini competition. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a good friend's mom get me at least spring Oreos. She knows I love Oreos and they're mm-hmm. vegan. And normally, back in the day when I got a thing of Oreos, I could polish it off in one sitting. The whole thing. Now it's Yeah, like, have you ever heard the joke? Um, I just did a line on the meme on oh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's a, and it's a line of Oreos. Yeah, the cookie monster is just going. <laughs> um, and so I had six or seven. In the past few nights, I've had six or seven. I can't eat any more than that. Yeah. My taste buds have completely changed. So I was like... I kind of sad I missed out on like my mm-hmm. binge days. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, this is kind of nice. I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. She also told me too, um, the first week I'm going to be restric- restricted from high intensity workouts or, you know, heavy, heavy strength training because oh, my no. body's going to go through so much. It's going to be working so hard, detoxifying yeah. that it will be too much. And later on, my uh, workout regimen can be changed. But the first week, it will be kind of. But you're going to have to go back to the high intensity workouts because we know that they are the fountain of youth yes, <laughs> based they on are. Our, yeah. our, our new story today. Yeah. Um, let's talk more about that, yeah. the fountain of youth. Um, do you do high intensity? You do everything, um, right? Yeah, I try to do everything. Um, I would say I don't do high intensity as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 20%, 15% of my workout consists of high intensity yeah. training. I personally, I do not like running because I get shin splints. I wish I could do long distance running or do a but long marathon. But with high marathon. intensity, you don't need to. But that's what I do. Yeah. I always uh, revert to high intensity training, oh, plyometrics. Um, you'll see me on the treadmill sprinting, doing a hit. Yeah. Um, and I love just workouts using my own body weight. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, they showed that this is actually the fountain of youth. They had a, um, a couple of different groups. They had one group that was doing kind of like moderate work, um, workouts. Well, they had the high-intensity group, and then they had mm -hmm. the strength training group, mm -hmm. and they had the group that kind of combined moderate cardio with a little bit of strength training. Mm -hmm. And they found amongst the high-intensity group, they had the best markers of aging than the other two groups. Everyone improved, though. So, mm -hmm. you know, working out's good for you no matter what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But they found the high-intensity group had the best markers of aging, and particularly in their mitochondrial DNA, they found their mitochondria had more energy and was able to reproduce um, or produce give the cells more energy, the let's, powerhouse let's of the cell. Let's take it back to um, uh, microbiology. What is yeah. a m mitochondria for those who do not know what it is? So if we remember, mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. That's where the cell is getting all the energy. Um, and as a result, that typically erodes over time as we age. And they found that they were finding increases um, with the HIIT training um, more so in the other, than the other two groups in the act activation of that mitoc um, mitochondrial DNA. Yeah. I think before we do a show, um, mostly me, but maybe you two, we need to go through all of our uh, elaborate words and like practice pronouncing yeah. them because it's like... <laughs> mitochondria. <laughs> it's crazy when you, you dive into the body and learn more. You got to pronounce all these crazy yeah. foods and cells and... Uh, and this is, and this is, these are the cells that we find in the heart and the brain and the muscle tissue. So mm -hmm. these are the ones that are, that are toughest to kind of like reverse um, with aging and we're finding with HIIT that it's been a fountain of youth. We should start doing our own studies. Yeah, I know, right? Just Well, I mean, to me, I am a, like a, a yeah. walking study, so a lot of times when I read stuff, if it doesn't drive with the way I've noticed stuff with my body, I mm -hmm. start to question it. Yeah. And then I'll dig Try a little it. deeper and yeah. then I realize, oh, okay, I was right in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of why I want to do um, Dr. Shamraka's cleanse. Yeah. I want to see like, okay, is this really different from all those juice cleanses? Yeah. It, is it really going to affect my body in a different way? Yeah. And I love the fact, too, is that her herbs, a lot of them are coming from different parts of the world, and they're yeah. um, different nutrients that we actually don't have access to here in the States. Yeah, and hopefully she's preparing them right. They're none of the natural-born ah, exactly. natural <laughs> killers, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, what else do we have? Let's talk about The Rock. Yeah, that that was some good news, right? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I personally didn't even know The Rock had a problem with Vin Diesel, but I know, you know, they're both very, you know, at the forefront, um, showy, yeah. you know, they like to, you know, grab a lot of attention. So they're both in Fast and Furious. Yeah, and so the latest installment, but um, there were some rumors earlier on that they were having some big beef, and then, you know, I guess The Rock didn't like Vin Diesel's work ethic. But you have to remember, this is like Vin Diesel's franchise. He, this has been his baby that he's yeah, been rocking for a long, with long forever. Time. So, of course, he's going to walk in with a little bit more swagger, you know. I think The Rock wasn't a huge fan of that, but it looks like they sat down, they worked it out. They hashed it out. It apparently wasn't over money. It, that wasn't the issue. The issue was just kind of that working relationship. And they will be doing another Fast and Furious probably till we're all in our 80s. I thought yes. it was over camera time. They were fighting over who can get how much camera time. Well, the, the, the crew had reported that they, th um, I guess Vin was to some degree a diva in terms of um, he didn't want to work more, earlier than 10 a.m. on a Monday. Um, oh. Sometimes when they call him the set, he would hang out in the trailer a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, little issues like that. But you know, when, when something's your baby and you've worked on it for what the better part of a decade, if not yeah. more, like yeah, how long time. has this been going on? Give him twenty minutes in the trailer. Yeah, out. exactly. <laughs> 
So I think we touched on all the stories um, that we prepared for this week. If there's anything that you guys want us to list, um, talk about and that you want to listen to, please let us know. Um, I'm going to do some research about gluten because I met with a client today and it just blew my mind. So yeah. maybe the next episode uh, we'll talk more about that. If there's anybody that you want on the show, maybe The Rock or Vin oh, yeah. Diesel. Well, we'll I mean, on. we could try uh, to do our best to get them on. I mean, we live in Hollywood. Maybe like bump into the Met Treaty and Joe's, just drag them in, kid, right? kid, kidnap them both. Into- <laughs> You're gonna have to come on here. Um, let us know who you want on. We'll try to reach out to them, and uh, we're gonna do our best to always give you uh, great shows. And um, we need to do a photo shoot together too. Yeah, yeah, to promote the show. A little yeah, more, let's right? yeah. let me do this cleanse, and then we'll uh, we'll get some nice. <laughs> After uh, the exactly, I'll try to get my abs back uh, to match with you, Shaka. All right, you guys, you can find me same place, same time every Wednesday, and online at fitwithfallon.com and at fitwithfallon on social media. And you guys can find me at Shaka Strong on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Give us five tu- um, five stars on iTunes and likes and comments on YouTube. We really appreciate your support. All right, you guys. Thanks. Stay strong. Stay fit. We'll see you next time on Fit Club. Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Crispin, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Instagram at King Bay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the